the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God wants us to make a choice to repent of our sins and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation and to not put it off. You know, a, a, a no decision, to make no decision or to be undecided about Jesus Christ is the same as no to God. Jesus said, you're either living for me or you're living against me. There's no, there's no third category with Jesus Christ. There's not an undecided category or I'm not ready yet category. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that you always have free will. God won't ever force you into a relationship with himself. He won't ever guilt you into spending time with him. He patiently waits for you to want to have a relationship with him. He wants you to want to spend time with him. There can't be any kind of in-between. You're either all in or all out. There's no halfway. So when you make the choice to commit to Christ, you have to keep choosing each and every day. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 24 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. I mean, imagine going up and down and up and down, or down and up and down and up and down and up with a, with a pitcher of water, however big that pitcher was. You know, you know like the five-gallon paint buckets? A five-gallon paint bucket filled with water weighs 40 pounds. Going down those stairs, up those stairs, down those stairs, up those stairs, 250 gallons of, of water. This would take hours and hours for her. It would be incredibly inconvenient. It's already evening time. Not to mention exhausting. I mean, that's like the ultimate Stairmaster workout. Carrying a bucket of water up and down those stairs. And it's all for a stranger. Again, this little test that Eliezer puts out there is is pretty improbable. That someone will offer to water His camels. If someone does offer to water your camels, that's the one, right? I mean, clearly, she's got to be from the Lord here if she offers. So Abraham's servant will know the bride, will identify the bride by her good works. You know, James says we show our faith by our works. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Matthew 5, Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We too are identified by our good works toward others, by being other centered and not self centered and self focused. We're identified by our willingness to serve others, even strangers. And look at verse 15. And it happened. 
before he had finished speaking. That behold, Rebekah, who was born of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. I like when God answers prayers like that. You know, before you even say amen, there's the answer, walking up kind of thing. Now, now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her. And notice, she went down to the well. She went down to the spring, filled her pitcher, and came up. So Rebecca was physically beautiful and morally beautiful. She was a virgin. Rebecca is a picture of the church, the bride of Christ. The Apostle Paul said to the believers in Corinth, For I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. In Ephesians, it says, We will be presented to Jesus as a radiant church without spot or wrinkle or any blemish. And you, and you might be sitting there and, and thinking, But I'm not spotless. My past isn't spotless. I, I, I've got wrinkles. I've got blemishes in my character. Yeah, but you're washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You're washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And all of your spots and blemishes and wrinkles have been washed away by his blood. And now God sees you as holy and blameless. This perfect, spotless, virgin bride in his sight. So she comes up from the spring, coming up all those stairs, you know, gets to the top of the stairs, huffing and puffing, exhausted. Verse 17, and the servant ran to meet her. Remember, this is the little test he's come up with. Please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. And then he's waiting to see how she's going to respond. Are you the one? So she said, well, drink, my Lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back down to the spring to draw water, and drew for all his camels. And look at verse 21. And the man, the servant, wondering at her, remained silent for hours so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Now, this strikes me as pretty funny. Here's this servant. He, he's he's standing, standing there wondering, is this the girl? Is this the one? She's fetching water for his camels going up and down, down and up those stairs, carrying the pitcher for hours. And he's standing there the whole time thinking, Lord, is this you? Is, 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 is this the one? Isn't it funny how we can pray for a very specific thing and a very specific petition that we make to the Lord and then when God answers that prayer precisely as we've asked, we still say, I don't know if this is the Lord or not. <laughs> really? I mean, come on. Who else would, would this be? It's got to be the Lord. You're overthinking this, Eliezer. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her wrist weighing ten shekels of gold. The servant gave Rebecca gifts. The Holy Spirit gives gifts to the bride of Christ. Gifts of the Spirit. And said, whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? 
And so she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Moreover, she said to him, we have both straw and feed enough to room and room to, to lodge. Rebecca invites the servant to her home to lodge. She's receptive. We should be receptive to the Holy Spirit, inviting the Spirit. Paul says, seek the best gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's an openness here. Then the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. Just the providence of God here causes him to worship. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brother. The first girl I approached and she's part of the household of my master. And so the young woman, now watch verse 28, the young woman ran and told her mother's household these things. The bride, Rebecca, had an encounter with the servant and then ran to tell her family about it. When we first had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and we were born again, we wanted to tell others, didn't we? We wanted to tell our family. We wanted to tell our friends. We wanted to tell everyone. I remember when I was a brand new believer, born again, I was in my mid-twenties, and I remember uh, telling my dad about it, that I, I'm, I'm a Christian now, I'm born again, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And I remember my dad said, just don't become one of those Jesus freaks. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I might already be a Jesus freak, you know. <laughs> we want to tell people. Verse 29, now Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man by the well, verse 30. So it came to pass when he noticed he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists. And when he heard the words of his sister, Rebecca, saying, thus the man spoke to me that he went to the man and there he stood by the camels at the well. Note here that Laban saw the gifts Rebecca received and then heard the words she said, and he was intrigued. And so too with us. People see the gifts of the Spirit in our lives. And they hear the words that we share about Jesus Christ. And hopefully they're intrigued and they want to find out more. They want to discover for themselves. Verse 31. And he said, come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Now we're going to see later on in Genesis that Laban is a scoundrel and he's dishonest and greedy. And that's probably why he's being so hospitable here. And then the man came to the house and he unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. And food was set before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And so Laban said, Speak on. The servant says, I'm, I'm not going to eat until I get a bride for my master's son. And so he says, speak on. And then beginning in verse 34, he says, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master greatly and he has become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants and camels and donkeys. And the servant speaks of and testifies of his master. 
Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, when the helper comes, who I will se- whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself or magnify himself. He speaks of Jesus Christ. And he points people to Jesus Christ. Just as Eliezer here is speaking of his master and the great riches and wealth of his master. Verse 36, And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him, the son, he has given all that he has. John 3.35, The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand, into the hands of Jesus Christ. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. And so then, beginning in verse 37, all the way down to verse 49, the servant repeats the story again, and we're not going to go through that for the sake of time. So he goes through the whole story of how he arrived there and everything that happened, and then look at verse 49. The servant says, Now if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. The the helper here asks for a decision. Make a decision. Tell me yes or no. And if the answer is no, I need to know so I can continue my search for a bride. The servant is a picture of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit calls us to make a decision for Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that today is the day of salvation. And the Bible says, do not harden your heart toward the Lord's offer of salvation. God wants us to make a choice God wants us to make a choice to repent of our sins and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation and to not put it off. You know, a a no decision, to make no decision or to be undecided about Jesus Christ is the same as no to God. Jesus said, you're either living for me or you're living against me. There's no, there's no third category with Jesus Christ. There's not an undecided category or I'm not ready yet category. It's a yes or no question. And the Holy Spirit convicts us and presses us to make a decision. Yes to Jesus Christ and forgiveness and eternal life or no to Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit presses us to make that decision and confess Our decision, just as the servant does here. Verse 50, then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, the thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either bad or or good. Even the non-believers know that this, this is the Lord. This is a God thing. 
Here is Rebecca before you take her and go and let her be your master's son's wife as the Lord has spoken. And then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing and gave them to Rebecca. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. So the servant gives the bride Rebecca even more gifts and gives precious things to her family. The Holy Spirit gives us more gifts, more blessings. And even our family members are blessed because of us. Verse 54. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning and said, send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother said, let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least 10. After that, she may go. (laughs) Now, that's the way of the world. That's the way of the non-believer. Why, why don't you stay a day or two or ten instead of going? The, the world and non-believers tell us, put off following Christ. Don't be so quick to forsake your sin. You should wait. Wait a day or two or ten before you make a decision like that. or Wait for never. And so, verse 56, and he said to them, do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. Wait a day or two or ten. And the servant Eliezer says, don't hinder me. Don't hinder my work. Don't hinder what the Holy Spirit is doing. Don't try to hinder what the Holy Spirit is doing. When the Holy Spirit is on the move and working, don't hinder him. Don't try to delay what God is, is doing. And so they say, we, we will call the young woman and ask her personally. I love this part of the story. Then they call Rebecca and said to her, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. I will go. I love Rebecca's response. I'll, I'll go. Rebecca's family is saying, Don't go so fast. Wait a day or two or or ten. And she says, no, I'm going. Again, it's it's just like you and me. This This is our story. When the Holy Spirit was moving and calling us to follow Christ, there there were others that we knew who put off that decision, who decided to, to wait. There were those who, who maybe said to you or said to me, hey, don't, don't be in such a hurry. Don't, don't be so quick. Wait a day or two or ten or maybe next week or some other time. or Not now. Or, or there were those like with me who said, just don't become a Jesus freak. Just take it easy. With this whole Jesus thing. And they tried to discourage us from following Christ. But we knew, didn't we? We knew and we said, I'll go. I'll follow him. I'm, I'm in. I'll follow Christ. E- even if no one else will, I- I'm going. Even if the rest of my family and friends don't get it. I do get it. And I'm following. I'm, I'm going. I'm in. And that was Rebecca. I'm going with him. So verse 59. 
So they sent away Rebekah with their sister, Rebekah, their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, our sister, may you become the mother of thousands and of ten thousands. And may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. They send her away with a blessing. Then Rebekah and her maids arose and they rode on the camels and they followed the man, the servant. And so the servant took Rebekah and departed. So Rebekah started her journey on her way to meet her groom, following the groom's servant. Just like you and me, we are on our way to meet our groom, Jesus Christ, and we are following the Holy Spirit who is leading us. We're led by the Spirit. And Rebecca's journey to her groom was a very, very long journey, 700, 800 miles. And it was a journey filled with mountains and valleys and deserts. It was difficult at times. It was uncomfortable at times. Just like the Christian life. This long journey that we're on. Heading to our groom, Jesus Christ. And it's got its mountains and its valleys and its deserts and its ups and its downs and its hard times and difficulties. And there's times where it's uncomfortable and all of that. As we make this journey to Christ. Now Isaac, verse 62, came from the way of Beer Laheroi, for he dwelt in the south. Note this. Isaac comes into the story at this point. This is the first time Isaac is mentioned since chapter 22 when he was offered to by his father on Mount Moriah. Now he reappears in the story. And when does he reappear? When his bride is coming. When his bride is coming to him. After his crucifixion, burial, and resurrection, Jesus ascended to heaven. And the next time Jesus will appear is when he descends in the cloud to meet his bride in the air. Take us to heaven And Isaac went out. Look what he does. He goes out to meditate or pray in the field in the evening. And he lifted his eyes and looked. And there the camels were coming. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. What is Isaac doing? He's praying as he's waiting for his bride to come. What is Jesus doing? He's seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven where he ever lives to make intercession for you and me. He's praying for his bride. Waiting for his bride. Come. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. For she had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The Bible says Jesus will meet his bride, the church, in the air one day and take us to heaven. And the servant said, It is my master. So she took a veil and covered her face. She covers her face with a veil because there was a mask mandate back then. Just like there is today. There's nothing new under the sun. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. And then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. And he took Rebekah and she became his wife. And he loved her. Look what it says, the last sentence. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Isaac was loved his bride and Isaac was comforted by his bride. We comfort Jesus Christ. 
You and me, us. How can that be? I don't know. But we bring comfort to Jesus Christ as his bride. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.